Welcome to Good God, Conversations That Matter About Faith and Public Life. I'm your host, George Mason, and I'm so pleased to welcome back to Good God my friend and colleague in ministry, Father Father Joshua Whitfield of St. Rita's Catholic Church uh, here in Dallas. He is a prolific author and, um, and mostly a pastor and theologian, and we are most grateful, Josh, that you have come to well, to join us again and to have conversation on Good God. It's always good to talk to you, George. Thank you so much. Well, um, <clears throat> we have traveled in similar circles academically and uh, in terms of our understanding of the faith and all of that. But today, uh, while we'll probe that a little bit, I'd like people really to hear uh, a little bit about the experience of being Catholic in America. Uh, we're doing a series on good God right now of what we call American faith and of different religious perspectives on the ground of what it is, what it is like to be Catholic in America today. But I'd like us to start by taking us back a bit and, and, and give us a sense uh, from your perspective of what Catholics have experienced uh, in America, in this experiment in religious liberty uh, throughout time and how that has played out in Catholic consciousness uh, mm -hmm. here in, in the United States. Well, I think the Catholic story is a remarkable story and it really is one of the more beautiful stories in, in American history, I, I would suggest, because it's an immigrant story. Uh, you know, the Catholic church, uh, at, in its inception in, in, in the Americas, you know, was, was a, a communion of, of European immigrants, uh, a, a motley crew of Italians and Germans and um, Czechs and, and, and all sorts of um, uh, immigrant communities that came over to the, to, to the United States. Um, and, and, and so the experience of Catholics in the 21st century, as opposed to say the 19th century, are, are, are um, you know night and day in many ways. Uh, in some ways, they're the same. But but it's it's a it's a story of immigrants uh, finding a new home and 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 developing a relationship with the social order that uh, it, you know has is is still tense and fraught. But but I think. You know, positively speaking, creative, and 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 so, you know, when Catholics came to America in the 19th century, a little bit, and sometimes before the 19th century, but in these wave of of, of immigrant Catholics, you know, they they wanted to prove themselves uh, good Americans, right? And so, um, they 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 did their best to acclimate. They did their best to um, you know, weather the storm of, of, of anti-Catholic prejudice, uh, which, you know, they ran into at all levels of society, as you know, uh, and, and, and they just kept going and, until, you know, finally, you know, in, in our day, blessedly, there, there is no question about uh, whether or not a Catholic can be an American, but, but early on when Catholics came to this land, that was a, a, a not a slam dunk question, as you know. Right. So let's probe a little bit about why that might be so, mm -hmm. uh, because 
I think, you know, if we go back in the history of all of this, uh, the first wave of immigrants uh, that came to establish this nation were Northern European Protestants, um, even separatists. And so uh, there was a sense of a kind of anti-Catholic uh, and anti-Anglican uh, sort of spirit in the mm -hmm. sense that uh, they were breaking away from the, the idea of a church state uh, unity, you know, uh, uh, the, the notion that uh, had played out in history before them and had not favored them because mm -hmm. they were dissenters in a sense. And so mm -hmm. you get a country starting out this way and then, it, then all of a sudden you have an immigrant population of Catholics that have pretty much only known what it's like generally to be in an established church and state. And this creates a problem because of the sense of, uh, are, are they going to be loyal to the Pope or to the constitution, right? You know, things of that nature. And so we have, uh, we, we have Al Smith, who uh, was the four-time governor of the state of New York and uh, ran for president in 1928 and lost to Hoover. Um, but there was a big question back then about whether he could really do that job without uh, having to. And, and, and then similarly with JFK in, in, in 1960, he had to make his famous speech in Houston mm -hmm. uh, in which he you know, pledged loyalty to the constitution and, and not to the Pope. And, and, and that was a painful thing for him to have to do mm -hmm. and for Catholics to have to hear, wasn't it in some ways? Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I think, um, you know, before before Al Smith and JFK to, as you rightly call, recall the beginnings of, of, of our country, you know, the, 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 the religious imagination uh, at work at, 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 uh, with the very first Protestant European immigrants was, was almost apocalyptic, you know, I mean, the, the, in, in many ways, their, their dream was not of a, of a democracy as we have it today, but of a, of a new Zion, right? And right. so right. Uh, Catholicism, you know, played the role of the villain in, in, in much of, you know, early American uh, religious imagination. Mm -hmm. And so, that, you know, that's its own story, um, you know, and, you know that, that's woven into things like the Great Awakening. And, um, but by the time we get to the 20th century, you know, say to Al Smith in the 20s, uh, you know, we we had, uh, you know, relatively speaking, a, a liberal social order, which could, ha you know, uh, have create space for a Catholic candidate. But but then you but 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 it still um, existed within a, a, a religious imagination that that in some corners hadn't changed much, right? So, uh, you know, J. Frank Norris's. Uh, attacks on Al Smith in the 20s are, you know, funny to read at the moment, but, you know, from, from, from this historical distance. And, uh, and that was the fundamentalist pastor of the First Baptist Church of right, 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 who was an interesting person, to say the least. And, and, yeah, and he, you know, and, and so his attack on, on Al Smith and any Catholic, really, um, you know, he, he, he represented uh, Norris did, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a dark prejudice that had been in America for a very long time, and, and and Al Smith's response, as far as I can tell, was was to to uh, speak to a, a, 
a moral common ground between Catholics and Protestants. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 to 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 make the argument that Catholics and Protestants, when it when it came to, um, you know, uh, basic Christian belief and morals, were were not that different, and and certainly downplayed the, um, you know, the relationship to the Pope because because that definitely was um, uh, an an issue that that not just uh, you know far right Protestants. Uh, pointed to, um, but but that many Americans pointed to. H- how would a Catholic president relate to an Italian pope? And right. um, uh, and of course that by the time you get to 1960 to to Kennedy's speech uh, in Houston, you know he he clearly um, you you know says he's going to follow his own conscience rather than. Uh, the Roman Catholic Pontiff, you know, and and it, he 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 creates a a hard distinction between his Catholic life and his and his public life, which um, you know worked, uh, and, but it might you know it, it, that that created its own issues as well, right? Well, we we find ourselves in a an interesting situation today with a Catholic president who is both faithful and devout in terms of his observance. And yet also uh, there is this this struggle within the Catholic church over his uh, pro-choice position, for example, his Mm -hmm. advocacy of same-sex marriage, Mm -hmm. uh, things of this nature that are at odds Mm -hmm. uh, with Catholic teaching. Mm -hmm. And yet we, uh, you know, th- there's been a kind of willingness to accommodate all of that, more so than might be expected in, in times past. So the, the, the church is wrestling with its role right now, isn't it, in terms of, of how to, to deal with that? No, I think the church is wrestling with its role. And, and I, I think it, it um, you know, President Biden brings to the fore a, a lot of conflicts that have been uh, um, you know, raging within the Catholic Church for a long, long time, and 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 so to to separate as I do to to separate the the, the particular sort of issues with uh, the specific issues, say abortion or same sex marriage or anything like that, to 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 step back and look at a Biden presidency within within the the, the American historical context, right? Um, and, and so you see positive and negative uh, from from my vantage point, very fallible vantage point. But uh, you know, it, it it it's it's a positive thing in the United States that that uh, th- that fewer people listen to uh, the rhetoric represented in J. Frank Norris. Right, it's a wonderful thing that we have Catholics in the highest office in the land, uh, Muslims. Uh, you, you know that 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 we truly have achieved that level of diversity. Uh, but the challenge of course, is, is what that does to um, the religion itself, right? So, you know, my, my great teacher, Stanley Hauerwas, um, you know, d- didn't hold any punches. <clears throat> he, he once famously referred to uh, JFK's election as a great day of shame for Catholics. 
mm-hmm. because, um, you know, he said that, that, you know, the whole Catholic world rejoiced that JFK became a president because it had been the culmination of uh, years and years and years of Catholics trying to prove that they're good Americans. And, and, and Stanley said, well, what happened after that was um, they, dis- they discovered that America um, it has some pretty antithetical stuff within it related to the Catholic faith, right? He, he basically said abortion happened. And, 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 and how I said, abortion's not a little mistake, you know? Um, and, and, and so now we have a situation where um, we have a Catholic president who, who practices his faith, who, who, who is devout, but who clearly operates um, in opposition to, to clear Catholic teaching. And, 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 and so, so how do we relate to that? Um, my fear is, is that the, the Catholicism President Biden exemplifies will project itself back onto the Catholic faith. Um, and, and that's a problem. And so that's what makes me nervous about, um, you know, any politician's religious language. Um, I, I just think that's risky, um, you know, to talk about the soul of America. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, 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 and so it's a, it's a wonderful thing that we uh, have a Catholic president on, on that, on that one level, but on, but, but it raises all sorts of problems. So let's, let's probe a little more, not so much just in terms of the Catholic relationship mm-hmm. with the state, but to any religious uh, entity to the state, mm-hmm. uh, the appropriation of spiritual uh, language into political discourse uh, is something that ha- is, is not new. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this, this, is, <laughs> this is a very old process of, uh, of trying to meld the two. Uh, but there is, uh, I think what you're arguing is there is a loss of a critical distinction mm-hmm. uh, that has uh, a, an impact on the capacity of the uh, church or the religious entity to speak as a conscience uh, into public life, right? mm-hmm. to, to hold a critical uh, stance uh, where it doesn't feel like it has to support a partisan political approach in order to justify its uh, legitimacy mm-hmm. in engaging in the public square. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think this is the, the problem left and right. We've seen this problem, I think, tremendously exposed in the evangelical support of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And now the shoe is on the other foot, huh? Right, right. No, I, th- I think that's right. I mean, um, y- you know, just to, to, to state sort of, you know, theology, and again, I, you know, I'm a student of Hawass, and, and so I'm a big believer in, in the idea that, that the, the church's uh, political engagement should presuppose that the church is the church and the state is the state. And, and, and so... 
you know, I believe that Jesus called his disciples and he preached the kingdom and those disciples created disciples and disciples. And, and that's, that's the Christian church. And, 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 and that is um, the, the, the peace of Christ, which witnesses in a weary, dark world. But, but ever since Constantine and, and, and various uh, forms and fashions, um, we've gotten that confused. And, and, and so Christians in America, Catholics and Protestants have a hard time distinguishing between the church and America. Right. right? And, and so the language gets confused. And, and, and I, I think Christians engage with any sort of social order um, when, when, we, when we know that we're part of the body of Christ, that, that, that we live this radical gospel life in sometimes harmony and sometimes conflict with the world. And, and, and that is um, our principal task. With, with, and that is also what is often forgotten by the religious right and, and, and then sometimes by the religious left. And, and, and so you see Catholics today, uh, um, you know, it reminds me of that, uh, that wonderful movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where the, the, the Greek father sees Greek in everything. You know, yeah, right, right. he's Greek, every word comes from Greek, and he's so proud uh, that, that he sees it. And, and so, um, so every time someone says, well, this person's a Catholic, this person's a Catholic, it isn't it? It just, it makes me nervous because um, it, it, it's, it's, there's something anti-prophetic about it, right? I, I, and, and, and I'm a, I love the United States and I'm, I'm happy Mr. Biden's our president um, and, and, I, and I hope for the best, but, but this is not sort of the ascendancy of Catholicism. <laughs> right, right. So, Stanley Hauerwas has a, a, a way of putting things, right? And since we're talking about him, uh, it, d- tell people what this phrase means. He says, one of the, one of the important um, gifts that the church has to offer is to remind the world that it is the world. Right, absolutely. Uh, well, because it, the, the church is the bearer, just like, just like our brothers and sisters, the Jews, you know, we bear the story of creation and redemption, right? And and Stanley said, you know, uh, sin is not an evident category. You have to be told you're a sinner, right? right. And, and and so Jews and Christians are bearers of, of God's story, and and it, and and it's and it's that story which um, illuminates the story we call the world, right? Which is which is the fallen world of sin, the wear and tear of the world, and and, and so. You know, it, it, and, you know, he said that specifically in context to when he's talking about George Bush and the Iraq war, right? He said, the problem is, is George Bush thinks he's a Christian. We need to remind him that he's actually the world. And, 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 and because Christians wouldn't act like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and, I, and I, think, I think you could, you know, and, and let's, just, let's just say that by that, he did not mean to put him into the category of the unsaved. Right, absolutely. Uh, but, but by that, what he was trying to say is that this is not uh, a, a president acting as a Christian. He is acting as a politician, as a political leader, which is not rooted in a, a discipleship that is, in, in Howross's mind at least, mm-hmm. always nonviolent, always uh, even pacifist in terms of its uh, engagement. Yeah, I mean, Stanley said over and over again that he, he, he didn't imagine why any Christian would 
would want to be a president or a U.S. senator or anything like that. And I, I don't I don't follow him to that extreme. And I don't know how much Stanley follows himself to that extreme. But um, but the point is clear is is, is that there is a conflict between uh, Christian, you know, what, what being a follower of Jesus demands uh, of us when we relate to the world and especially when it comes to um, things like violence uh, and, and, and the way Christians sometimes have, have um, not followed Jesus to, to, to be a good president. So there is a long history of uh, social justice uh, advocacy within the Catholic church, uh, mm -hmm. engagement with society, and uh, you, as a pastor, you, you even have politicians in your own congregation. You know? mm -hmm. So uh, there is a, a sense of, of responsibility pastorally to, to help uh, nurture uh, that engagement in a, in, in a way that is good for the church and good for society. Uh, how do you manage that kind of counsel, that kind of pastoral uh, guidance what, what sort of ways do you think about uh, talking to political figures uh, in the pew, uh, talking to people who are involved in benevolent and charitable work and things of that nature? Do you have some guidelines that you sort of keep in your own mind about that? Yeah, I think, you, you know, the, 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 the social te teaching of the church, um, you know, is, 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 ancient and beautiful and and it, and it simply states that that we love God and and, and we also love our neighbor and, and we don't define our neighbor uh, in 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 terms of um, uh, citizenship or ethnicity we, we define our neighbor in terms of um, their, their created their createdness and, and and also their proximity to us right and so and so our, our, our task is to uh, see to it that, that, that we create uh, an environment in which, uh, you know, the, the poor are cared for, they're, they're given, um, they're in, in, in enabled to, um, uh, you, you know, to, to, to live a, a, a life of dignity, right? And, and, and everybody can get on board with that. And the motivations of a Catholic politician or a Catholic uh, person in public life, um, uh, you know, stem from this this idea that that uh, acting justly and creating a just society uh, is is not just good for humanity. Uh, it, 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 that is, it creates a just society, but it, but it's also good for the building up of the kingdom, right? right. Uh, and and so, um, you know, I think for the Catholic politician that the difficulty is um, you know how how do we bring the the fullness of of catholic social teaching to to bear right and and that's uh one of the reasons i'm glad i'm not a catholic politician well right because while we have this con conversation earlier about abortion and same-sex marriage at the same time uh while there may be a witness against a public policy from the church in, in that respect. Yet there are, uh, as you mentioned, a preferential option for the poor, mm -hmm. uh, 
a, a, a commitment to treating, to welcoming the stranger and therefore uh, immigration policy and things of that nature that might be a, a position of advocacy on the other hand uh, uh, in, in public life. So it's really about knowing your own story, isn't it? Uh, about, about having a sense of your own faith so that you're taking cues from, you, from, from the church, from the church's teaching first and applying them instead of trying to accommodate the church's view to uh, a political philosophy. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, John Paul II talked about it in Veritatis Splendor. The idea is, is that, you know, the church is, is, is rightly a, 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 the teacher of conscience. And, and, and the idea is, is that uh, Catholics will have uh, done the, the necessary work to, to, to see that their conscience is well formed. And then they'll go out into the world and, and, and act justly. Right. Uh, and, and, and so, which, you know, leads me to, 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 to you know, the, the Catholic social ethic um, is actually quite simple. You know, uh, we, we, we should care for the poor. We should welcome the immigrant. We should also be dead set against abortion. Um, this isn't hard. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, I, I just have yet to see it at work in American politics. Well, I go most of the way with you on these issues, not all of the way, you know, but we, that's because we, we, we continue to try to struggle uh, all uh, ourselves, even as Christians, whether Catholics or Protestants or Baptists, separatists, or whatever the case may be, to try to figure out um, what is it that we think is consistent with a Jesus ethic and mm -hmm. how do we apply it more broadly? And then you know, doing so not with, only within our own congregations, though that's the starting place. I think we both agree that if that the church itself is a social um, a social order, and before you try to impose it on someone else, remember to do your own. Right. Uh, but uh, but but there's a generosity that has to be in play also in the public square, right? You know, mm -hmm. and, and and I think that's where people misunderstand. Uh, the Catholic influence is the assumption that if Catholics get into a position of political influence, then it, it'll be a sort of wholesale imposition of, of, of their views rather than a recognition that we're, we're playing in the public square. And that's, a, that's an open field. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the ancient sort of American fear that, that somehow you know, the, the Pope will be pulling the strings of a, of a Catholic politician is, you know, just, it's always been fantasy, uh, you know, and, and I, I think, I think, take, for example, particular issues like abortion, uh, you, you know, the, the church's argument against abortion, the church would suggest, uh, is not a religious argument at all, right? Um, and, 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 they, they would consider it a natural and a moral argument. And, and, and they would say the same about, uh, you know, marriage and things like that. Um, and, and, but, but when the, the church often speaks on those issues, it's immediately sort of categorized as religious. Um, that, that's, that's a rhetorical move that's not, that, that's, that's not altogether a good one. Um, and, and so I, I would, I think a healthy pluralism would, would be 
for the, the Catholic Church and the Catholic politician to be able to articulate reasons for certain issues um, that, that are acceptable in a pluralistic society. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good demand to put to the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, it's, it's not enough, and we see this in evangelicalism, it's not enough simply to say, well, the Bible says, therefore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and so that, you know, a lot of those, those issues that the church, you know, clearly, you know, is, is quote unquote countercultural on, um, you know, they, they aren't religious arguments that, you know, and, and, and if we can accept that they're not religious arguments, but they're, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're arguments from natural law, or, uh, then, then I think we'd be in a healthier place. We wouldn't have solved anything, but I think our arguments would be in a healthier place. Well, we only have a few minutes left, but I, I, I want to say, I'm going to go back a little bit in our conversation to, you were talking about J. Frank Norris and uh, about the attitude of that fundamentalist Baptist uh, toward Catholics uh, in the early 20th century. The truth of the matter is that one of our Baptist um, champions of religious liberty was the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, uh, George W. Truett. Mm-hmm. who in his famous uh, speech on religious liberty at the uh, steps of the Capitol in, uh, in 1920, uh, made very severe anti-Catholic arguments in order to you know, defend his, uh, his view of separation of church and state. And the lived experience I've found being in Texas is that the closer you get to the border of Mexico, the more what being a Baptist is, is not being Catholic, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it is, it is really, uh, in fact, in our church, Josh, uh, when, when it was, when the sanctuary was built in 1966, uh, they, they decided to put a cross on the top of the steeple, but it was quite a controversial thing because yes. there were a lot of people who thought that was too close to being Catholic. And so, you know, we've come a long way, I think, uh, in this, but there still is this sort of uh, sense, even within the Christian community, I think, Mm -hmm. that we're not always so sure about each other in terms of our uh, our siblings' relationship in Christ. And mm-hmm. then, and then, then I think that extends in terms of public life and our, our worry about those influences. So uh, I think that your presence in, in Dallas has been a gift and a blessing mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to, to know your story, which everybody doesn't know if, if they haven't, you know, maybe looked into it, but you, you were not always a Catholic. You, mm-hmm. you were a convert and are the father of four uh, and the husband of, of one. And so that's a, that's a whole interesting dynamic, isn't it? Keeps me busy. But, you know, your, your point, I, th- I think that's beautiful, George. And, and, and again, that's one of the reasons why I love you, to be honest, because what you just said there about we should give thanks. We live in this city. We live in this society that that someone like George Mason and me can sit down and poke at each other and talk and ask questions. And and, and that's the sort of society we need to be in. Right. right. And, and, and so I, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand. There's a lot of stuff we don't agree on that. If I sat down with President Biden, I'd say, congratulations, Mr. President. Let's talk about this. Can we get 
do it over a beer, please. And, 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 and just, it's, it's that sort of society, which is true friendship, um, that, that, that wasn't possible in J. Frank Norris's day. That's and true. Thanks to God for that. I mean, we're, we're a better country. Right. In many right. Ways. And, and, and just to see hope in those conversations, those relationships, um, where we can sort of get close to these really important issues because, you know, there, there, are, there are LGBTQ people out there, that, that, that there are immigrants, there are, there are Catholics who are just trying to figure things out. There, there's, there's poor folk, homeless folk. The, 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 we need to see them all as friends. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> And we need we need to we need to be able to do exactly what you do in your ministry, George. So. Well, likewise with you. And and let's let's not neglect before we close to say. And then there is the Texas Rangers. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we have a common love for the Rangers. Exactly. As uh, you know, baseball is uh, baseball is uh, you and I need to go to a game. That's just we do we do. Well, listen. Thanks so much for your conversation with me. As always, I could do this all the time and uh, I'd be better for it and we all would be. Well, I pray for what you do because it's beautiful. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for being on Good God and have a great day. See you, friend. Good God is created by Dr. George Mason, produced and directed by Jim White. Social media coordination by Cameron Vickery. Good God. Conversations with George Mason is the podcast devoted to bringing you ideas about God and faith and the common good. All material copyright 2021 by Faith Commons.